and welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to come in, right? That's right. We're smooth as silk today. Smooth as silk. <laughs> oh, sorry. You usually rant or talk a little more before I come in. Anyways, no. tonight's subject. <laughs> do you want to do this over? Just no, no. This is, it adds a human element. <laughs> oh, screw me. Anyways, tonight's subject will be Epcot. What about it? Out is the condition of the park and the condition it should be. Some say it's really showing the signs of its age. Yes. And some don't think so necessarily. So that's what we're going to discuss, argue about um uh, Call each other names over probably because we we both agree a little, but there is some disagreement on this subject also. Yeah. Hey, you know, by good, the way, good color commentary. Huh? <laughs> yeah. By the way, on the way into the studio tonight, I was you know we're here in beautiful Southern California. It's a it's a nice 54 degrees, clear skies. And I was listening to KFI640.com. If that's not a plug, what else is? Um, yeah. I was what? A, shoot, what is that guy? Um, the guy after John and Ken. What Ziegler. Ziegler. Listen to Ziegler, and guess who he was talking to tonight? Gary Sinise. Really? And yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I find this interesting is because of some of the recent posts I've seen about Mission Space. And yeah, this some... is an attraction I really like. And I like it there too. Are some people out there that really dislike this and feel like they're ripped off for the $140 million or so Disney spent on this. And one of the comments was about Gary Sinise in the pre-show about him reading from cue cards. It just seems so scripted. Well, duh. Uh, but that, like he was reading from cue cards. And I'm thinking Gary Sinise, I think, is a good actor. Some people don't care for him. But he's always very deliberate. He, he speaks... Uh, not with a lot of emotions. I mean, pretty even and you know, not yes. monotone. But but he's he's um, how would you put it? He's he's got a delivery that's very deliberate. Yes. So I'm, when I first turned it on and Ziegler's going on and they're they're talking about crime shows and CSI and how you know how long is it going to take before every show on TV is Law and Order and, and CSI. And Gary Sinise was talking, and it took me a second. I'm, wait, wait, I know this voice. This, and it's Gary Sinise. And then they confirmed and said, this is Gary Sinise. And I'm thinking, you know what? This doesn't – here he's in an interview setting, he, obviously no script, and he doesn't sound really Too different. any different than <laughs> he does when he's doing the Mission Space pre-show. So I'm like, okay, I almost dropped the F-bomb. Screw you, for those who think it's <laughs> – he seems like he's just sitting there reading off the cue card. I mean, how many things are done these days where people aren't either reading a cue card or a teleprompter as they're doing things? Yeah, I but, mean, you know, an, an actor an actor should have a, a skill so he doesn't look like or sound like he's reading yeah, from the I cue card. The, the next time we go, we're going to have to stare at his eyeballs and see if they look like they're following <laughs> a cue card. Some people are very good at that, and some people aren't. You, get, I would, you know, you can't tell the real cheesy bad actors – and you see their eyes moving, almost their head moving sometimes. But, well, you know, Bugs I did a little – what? I was going to say, I did a little FaceTime and some training videos when I worked at the park. And I just learned my lines. they they like, here's the script. Uh, we're going to do this scene, this scene, and this scene. Okay, fine. 
and I just learned them. Uh, then they'd pull out, you know, one out of their ass and say, hey, you know, we're going to do this scene today. I'm like, what scene? Well, this scene that we told you we're going to do, he didn't tell me we we're doing that. So I got like five minutes to, you know, memorize. cram this into my head and, and memorize. That's a small space. The lines changed a little bit. But, yeah, you know, and here's your mark. Walk to here. Say this. And, um, it, you know, it's it's not that hard. But, you know, there are those who uh, who can't do it. You know, one of, the, God, one of my favorite actors, he actually looks like my grandfather. God, what is? Then I can't remember. That's okay. Uh, let, uh, let me. The, here. It's a mad, 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 mad world. What's the head star of it's a mad, 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 mad world? Oh. Uh, there was no head star. It was an original. ensemble. Well, it was an ensemble, but the the cop, the, you know, the one that's. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, away with Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy didn't rehearse. He 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 hated rehearsing. He's just like, let's go, film me. Let let's go. He was a good one take maybe two-take guy, so, you know, I don't know. Those people are rare. So, anyways, back to Epcot. Well, I was going to say, what bugs me about the Mission Space pre-show is that you know that they came up with their little uh, acronym and logo after they filmed that. It's quite clear to me, anyway, that, you know, the the little initials and logo that they have on his jacket and on the wall look very much like they were added in after the fact with some digital effect or something. They just kind of look out of place. Well, you know. The the one thing I might give some of the the posts I've seen out there is, you know, when you are on the attractions, the video could be, you know, a little better. It is a little CGI, early computer animation looking. Uh, It's not as realistic as it could be, but. You know, which one of you guys have been to Mars to know what it actually looks like? So, you know, again, it's for you. It's a freaking attraction. Yeah, it's no there kidding. There's a quick rush. I mean, I <sighs> the two times I was there last year, I stood no less than an hour. Except for, I think that one time with you when we ran back on and the wives were, you know, watching yeah. their kids. And we just, we almost did a walk-on. That was close to closing. Yeah, it was, it was an extra magic hour, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there over an hour once. We did Fast Pass another time. And, you know, anybody that's ridden that, right, you know, after that, that kid died on the, well, let me take that. Oh. Kids never die on attractions at yeah. Disney World. They drive, you know, they, they die, die on the, on, in, in the ambulance on the way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I got back, my former Imagineer cubicle buddy says, you know, would you take, a, what was that kid, seven or four? No, four-year-old, yeah, I think. Four, yeah, I was said, young. I said, no way. I said, you know, there, there's two or three or four mistakes here. A right operator that let a kid on. I, I don't care if he was extra tall. I mean, a four-year-old is pretty obvious. A parent who probably browbeat an employee to let him on. And in fact, I witnessed a browbeating when I was standing in line for Big Thunder. I almost wanted to turn around and well, actually, I wasn't the one that had to turn around. He's in front of me. I wanted to walk through a few people and go over and slap the shit out of this guy because he's browbeating the cast member to let this this child on that wasn't tall enough. You know, and recently out here at Disneyland, we had some people hurt and killed on Big Thunder. And I'm thinking, I don't want to be on this and be here for a witness for the next five or ten hours <laughs> yeah, because somebody I... falls out of the attraction. And the, the the cast member, she finally let him on, and I so badly wanted to say something, and my wife's like, just stay out of it. I'm like, it, you know, it's so hard for me to look the other way sometimes. But I can see how that happens. I mean, but again, in the pre-show, they, sh- they, they give you a pretty clear idea what to expect. Of what the hell's going to happen when you get in there. So, and they give you all kinds of chicken, 
chicken out opportunities yeah, chicken too. And, and we even asked because my daughter took one of her friends and she has a, a minor heart murmur or some fucking thing. Oh, some <laughs> something wrong with her. I, know, I can't help but drop that. And we asked. And they said, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the chest, and they, they recommended that she didn't go. So I mean, here's here's a person honestly asking, and they recommended no. They said we we can't tell you no. Because you could go on it, you don't have to tell us you have a problem. But we, you know, if you're saying you do, we recommend no. So I, I don't know how a four-year-old got on the attraction, but dumb, 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 dumb. Um, so, anyways, I like that attraction. It's kind of off yeah. the subject of what I, we're talking. No, about. I like it. But well, you know, because we both read the same blog. Just, just so the listeners can know, it's called the. Uh, Imagineerrebirth.blogspot.com, and it apparently. Yeah, imagine your rebirth. I think maybe I cut out at your end, and that's why you think I didn't say it right. Um, anyway, it's a it's a blog on Blogger, and supposedly it's Imagineers, um, all excited that you know Lassiter's joined them, and all the new, uh, and they feel like they can finally vent about all the crap that's been going on, and how Imagineering's been marginalized. Yeah. Yeah. But Imagineering's been marginalized. But some guy there, he made a post and he ranted about. You know, Horizons got ripped out, replaced by Mission Space, and it was not a, a good one-for-one trade because Horizons, even though it might have been cheesy, was still timeless in its own right. And, and you know, everybody could ride it, and not everybody can ride Mission Space. And you can ride Horizons, you know, over and over again if you heart desired. And if you try to do that in Mission Space, you probably get sick and blah, blah, blah. You're right. Wham, 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 wham. Yeah, with $140 million to get sick to your stomach and puke. Uh, or worst case, you get a free uh, barf bag on the way out of the suit here if you didn't puke. Um, I I, I strongly disagree. I think this is one of the cooler attractions they've done in a while. Sure, not a lot of people can ride it. Sure, Horizons is gone. I loved Horizons the first few times I saw it. After 25 years, though, or it probably went out a few years ago, 20 years, was it still drawing the crowds? You know, I have this thing. We <laughs> talked about it in Sacred Cows podcast. If the butts aren't in the seats, seats you can't rip keep it an out. attraction open sure. for sentimental reasons. Sure, for the small percentage of the Disney fan population out there that like it. I, you know, right. I, but talk, taking Mission Space, could, I mean, I could probably ride it back-to-back twice. Maybe a third yes. time before I before I'd be done, you know. So the guy's got a point in that regard that it does beat you up a little bit, you know. Especially when you wake well, up and, and you do that you do that blasting down towards Mars there, and you just get shoved back in your seat. Yeah, yeah I gotta say the first time I rode it towards the end, I was like, okay, this this is you know, <laughs> if this goes on too much longer, I, I might hurt. The second time I was fine. Maybe it's because I knew what to expect. Uh, maybe whatever had settled that didn't settle the first time. Uh, maybe they did enough testing, enough people puked, they figured out what the good time range is sure, sure. before people start to hurl. I don't know. And, but, and, um, and also that little that little business about where you have something to do. You know, Commander, push this button, so-and-so, push that button. Well, it's to kind of focus you off of the fact that you're getting spun around at 100 miles an hour. And yeah, you know, no, I think that is a great thing. You, you do give people something to do. And listen to what they say when you get in there. Don't look sideways. Yeah. Don't close your eyes. Concentrate on the screen. And, you know, there's a little <laughs> air blowing in. I mean, I yeah. went up when I was in the military and a T-38 went around with the pilots. You know, the pilots, when you get these little, little incentive flights, they, they try to knock the hell out of you. Luckily, I knew the pilot because a few, you know, Knew a few other people that went on these flights and, and didn't know the pilots, and they just 
rang the living hell out of them trying to make them puke. It's like a game for these pilots to, uh, you know, get non-flyers to puke and then make them clean up their own seat in the back. But, um, you know, you got that mask on, the air's being shoved into your face. After a while, I had, I had to take the mask off. He says, you know, this, this, it's not, is this is normal? He says, I, I went up with pilots in flight school who they'd have a puke bag in one hand, a stick in the other, and it takes a while to get all used to it. But there was a time when he could tell I was feeling a little ill, I guess, by the sounds from the rear seat. And he says, here, just take the stick. Don't look at the gauges. You know, find a speck on the windshield. Keep it at the horizon and fly the plane a little bit. And once I had something to concentrate on, I was fine. It's like driving a car. I'm I'm a great I love to drive. I'm, I'm usually a guy that wants to be in control. Put me in the passenger seat or the back seat. I'm either going to get car sick or I want to sleep. I I have to have something to concentrate on when you're sitting in the the other end just looking around and that's what about, you don't want to do in mission space. Don't look up. Don't that's look right. Sideways. Concentrate look, on look at a little on. screen. Wait, wait, for yeah. wait for Gary Sinise. Wait for Gary Sinise. Push buttons, you know. Yeah. Wait for Gary Sinise to tell you when to push your button. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll push your All button. Right. But you know. All right. Well, you could so you could one attraction, but you could see these what? rants. I just want to say this: the you know the spot, the oh, the, 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 the URL again. You know, it's some it's some rants from some Imagineers. It's called ImagineerRebirth.blogspot.com. Go there, read they, their they stuff. Call it, hey, they call it rebirth, but when you spell it out, it's not really Imagineer Ebirth. E. You know, you when you all kind of oh. rhyme it together, it's kind of like rebirth, but it's actually Imagineer. Oh yeah, one R with one R. That's right. You're right. Yes. 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 Yeah. All right. Thank you. Because I got that. screwed up in that when I was looking for that, and I, I I forgot where I heard that. That was on one of the blogs out there. I don't know if it was Meandering Mouse or Park Herald or Park Hopping. You know, somebody out there. Uh, one of those good podcasts. Yeah. So, anyways, let's All go right. back to the front gate of Epcot and then we'll kind of walk through the place and see what you think about. Well, I I did notice. On. So, Someone just walked into the studio here, and they're going to distract me for a second because, you know, you'd think when you're recording, people would leave you alone. But, no, in and out the door, make the little creaking sounds. You know, you think, think we're in the Haunted Mansion or something. Jeez. <laughs> now they're just bringing you your coffee. Yeah, well, you know, All this right. fashionable uh, studio we have here in good old Southern California. That's right. Hidden location. Yeah, well, now, okay, they've just handed me my Pirates of the Caribbean Magic Kingdom mug with a nice ice-cold Diet Pepsi inside of it. So I'll, uh, swig. I'll, be, I'll be back. Mm, that okay, tastes I'm good. Go now. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're at, the, we're, at the front, we're at the main gate of Epcot. <laughs> turn, around, turn around, you ugly mug. No! I want to see the look of satisfaction and satisfaction in your eyes as the Diet Pepsi oozes down your throat, and I fight down the gagging reflex. Laugh. Yeah, you'll make me laugh and blow it out my nose. No, I don't want to see that all over the equipment. All over the console. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll be nasty. All right. So, so anyways, back. You know, what, you know what was odd for me is the first time I went. Of course, you know I mentioned this probably every podcast. That 1982, I was there a week before it opened, and that yeah. <laughs> dumb shit, dumb shit, me scheduled it at the wrong time. But you know, yeah, well, we're not too you surprised. Guys, you guys shut up over there. We're in the recording studio. You guys walk in and out, and you're messing with me. And Mike and I are trying to uh, do good podcasts here, and you guys are messing with me. It's starting to piss me off. You, t- tell them that next did, time they did do. Did you it. see the, the 
on air light when you walk in the studio? <laughs> okay. Gonna, now they're laughing at me. Get we're gonna the hell put out them, here. We're gonna put them on air at some point, and they can hear how stupid yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, you stay here. You stay here long enough. You got to come on air and put a put your headphone on and get over here. So, jeez, you guys. Okay. Get, be, be gone. Okay, now we can concentrate again because our distractions have walked out of our Good. fashionable studios here in so, you know, orange, sunny. Well, it's not sunny. It's That's nice, it's clear. It's dark. Out in Southern yeah. California. Full okay, moon, too. So, here, yeah, that was kind of cool. Okay. So, anyways, we come up to the entrance. What I was going to say is, of course, I was there in 1981. 82. <laughs> uh, no, it opened, yes, uh, 1980. Oh, fuck. Did I get this wrong again? Anyways. 81. Yeah. I was in, so I'm there in uh, 86. Okay, the bus system's working and all that. The parking lots are pretty full. I, I found a, actually, most of the time when I went to Epcot, I took the monorail from the ticket center. We rarely took the bus directly to Epcot, at least in the first few days till we figured out, you know, all the kids are running to the Magic Kingdom first, let's run to Epcot. And we were staying in um, Lake Buena Vista in one of the, the Groveneers or Goveneers, whatever that yeah, yeah. place was called. And um, anyways, it just seemed real different. The parking lots just, you know, when you're not using uh, transportation of your own and you just take the buses, it just kind of seemed like there's been a, a huge shift of how the parking lots are being utilized uh, because so many people now can stay on property. Where mm -hmm. when I was there in '86, you only really had two hotels and, a, and, a, and the campgrounds in the Lake Buena Vista area, and everybody else were driving in. So it's it's changed quite a bit in how that's used. You got one area of the parking lot that you know the buses use and. Uh, but anyways, walking up to it, you know, I was all excited. I haven't been to Epcot in, what, last year? So we've been 19 years. And, you know, excuse me, once we got padded down and strip searched to go through <laughs> um, right. our packages. In your biometric scanner. <laughs> yeah. well, that that tripped me out the first time I used it. I'm like, what the hell is this? We don't have this in Disneyland. <laughs> but that was kind of cool after a while. But you know, what's funny is watching all the dumb shits that can't stick their fingers in far enough to, to you know, make it like, work God, right. Can you, can you feel sorry for those ticket takers? Now, there you got to wonder. See, at Disneyland, I can see this not happening because of the unions saying, you know, you'll take away a union position. if Because if, there was maybe, what, one cast member to every three or four turns? Three, yeah, outside. yeah, something like that. And they're, they're running back and forth when the dumb shits can't stick their fingers in far enough and or put the ticket in the right way, whatever was going wrong. But what I found interesting, you know, here at Disneyland, we – Oh, I thought I cut my mic off there for a second. No, you didn't cut your mic uh, off. At Disneyland, they have – I guess they're ticket takers. I've really never asked the cast members, you know, what department they belong to. But they're obviously not security checking your bags. Not that that would make me feel that much better, having uh, known some of the security officers. But at Disney World, it was all security officers checking. Again, not that it makes me feel much better because, you know, they can hire anybody to be uh, sure. put on a security uniform. But it gave you the sense that they took it seriously because uh, somebody with a badge on uh, was checking your bags. But I also noticed that sometimes they were very thorough. You know, I'd carry my... Uh, camera backpack with a, it's got you know four or five little pouches some of them would you know you'd open the main one they'd say fine some would make you open every one open up there's a but project. anyways you know uh so we, we you buy your tickets you go in and you've got all that uh you know they didn't have this before where you can put your name on those um the little piles the, of concrete the little rocks in front of spaceship earth with the pictures yeah, yeah Is that what you're talking about yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So Millennium. that was there before. So, so far, that's looking pretty good. You know, Spaceship Earth, uh, still after 24 or 5 years, looks good, except for that stupid Mickey hand and the wand well, and the see, Epcot. Uh, uh, see, now that was kind of acceptable for year 2000, you know, because it had a year 2000, had 2000 over. 2000 on it, for sure. Yeah. So that, then, then when that's over, rip it down. Now it looks dumb. Yeah, it... it you know, I, I took uh, pictures of it because, you know, you can't help but miss it. No I mean, kidding. You can't, can't, can't help but see it. But it is not the same old Spaceship Earth that it used to be without that. I don't need that to tell me I'm in Epcot. I just paid 50 some dollars to walk through the gates, you know, if you bought it one day or there. Uh, I got on a bus from my resort on the bus that said Epcot. I think I know where I am. I don't need letters that are, you know, probably 20 sure. feet high. To tell sure. me I'm in Epcot. I don't need to see that from World Showcase to remind me I'm still in Epcot. Sure. I don't need to see that to be reminded that every person comes out tired. That's not what that stands for. It's supposed to be experimental <laughs> prototype. Tomorrow. Comes, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, every person comes out tired. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the ball is in great shape. And I, yeah. I, I've mentioned before that I'm in the architectural business. And the last time I was in Vegas for a big convention, I ran into a booth that had a little miniature spaceship Earth. I'm like, this is cool. I want it. <laughs> I'm trying to talk the guys out of it. It was, a, it was a display piece that was made for people who were involved in the construction of it. And I just could not talk these guys out of it. It was very cool. They were the people that made the material that is on the exterior of Spaceship Earth. Well, that's cool. And they said there, there has been no better... Um, advertisement that they can take than Spaceship Earth because it's you know it's been there 25 years and it still looks just as good. But they also you know talked about how Disney maintains it and they clean it and they you know probably the rain they, they get enough rain to wash most crap off of it. But it's been a great material and it's worked really well. But so far going right through here, I'm still feeling pretty good. Epcot's looking good. It's looking clean. Sure. Uh, nothing's looking really wore out or anything. I'm pretty excited. I, the first <laughs> thing I kind of noticed was there's no line to, you know, Spaceship Earth. I, I thought there was a very cool attraction when I was there the last time. I like it. Then I noticed, you know, later in the day the line did get longer. It had a kind of varying line. But because the ride system continually is in motion, the lines tend to move fairly quickly. But if you walk into that attraction, it changes a little bit. I think the queue area looks a little war. Um, well, not that it's unacceptable, but, you know, the some of the paint or, you know, the you know the edges, you know, where you start to see corners at the bases of buildings and uh, they're, they're beat up from either maintenance coming out and it doesn't look like it's been painted or the ride vehicle looks a little dingy. You're kind of like, hmm, you know, is, is maintenance where it should be here? Uh, but overall, I think that attraction fares fairly well. But where probably my biggest disappointment with Future World is Innoventions East and West. I yeah, it looks very ratty. Yeah, I barely walked through them. In fact, I thought the concrete, uh, all the flat work, all that around innovations looked worn out. It, it like it hadn't seen some maintenance maintenance in a while. I I still remember Communicore, and I thought Communicore was cool. Okay, Communicore was 20 years old. It's probably well, I can tell you, it's probably not current. The kids today probably wouldn't respond to to what was going in Communicore. 
you know, for many, many years. Innovations, though, I, you know, we've got our innovations version of innovations. Uh, whatever, you know. Either way, I don't like it, so it doesn't matter <laughs> if I say it right. Uh, we've got okay. our kind of cheapo version in the old carousel building at Disneyland, and you know, you go in it once or twice, you think, oh, this is kind of cool, but you know, it's it's almost like a bunch of advertisements for Disney video games and. Uh, things like that, you know, you can go age yourself on a computer, see what you're gonna look like when you're 50. Who gives a shit? I'm almost there, so. That's right. Um, I think I know what I'm gonna look like when I'm 50, but. Uh, still I just, ugly. I don't know. It just, yeah, still ugly. It doesn't ring my bell. You know, this this isn't a really showcase of future technology. You know, back in the the early 80s when you walked through this or mid 80s. Uh, some of this computer technology, I remember doing one where you could create your own roller coaster. Roller coaster, coaster. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, that to, back then that was kind of cutting edge. Now, you know, what's so cutting edge about the computers we have out? I mean, you, you know, I just bought a new Mini Mac, and I go into uh, this, what, what are you, okay, Innoventions. I don't see anything there that looks any different than what I might have at home. There's nothing teasing me about the future. And if that's, you know, if that's the one thing you want to say about the future world today is there's nothing teasing me about what the future might be other than maybe Mission Space. I mean, that... You know, going to Mars is a future thing, something sure. we still haven't done. Okay, that that's a little bit in the future. Uh, so let's move on out of. I think we both kind of agree, Innovisions yeah. West and East. Now you didn't get to see that. Now this it was kind of okay, it's kind of dumb. But when I was there at spring break, they had this Coca Cola exhibit. Where oh, the club cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if that's what it was. I don't really remember what it's called. I remember they had this like. You know, uh, winter track vehicle that, you know, go yeah. through the ice. You yeah. kind of walked in there and you saw some, you know, I don't know, there's like an ice guy or something. Anyways, you get to the end and you're tasting Coke products from around the world. I don't know if they were actually marketed as, you know, Coke like in Russia, but you could taste this drink that they mark in Russia. <laughs> some of this stuff was disgusting. <laughs> People can drink that shit. It was really bad. My son tasted all of them. I'm like, you know, you're braver than I am. And then, of course, they've got all the Coke products you could buy. And it, I can't remember. I've got to find some of my old guidebooks from back in the 80s. It was it was closed was when we were there in August. It was closed. Yes, it was. Uh, but anyway, I've turned this open again. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, and right next to it, um, you know, I'm looking at my... Uh, my Passporter book. I gotta say, you guys at Passporter have done a really good job. I used to be a Birnbaum fan, but I've, I've totally dropped that book, and I'm all over this Passporter, especially with the new color maps. Yeah, but I've Passporter gotta, good. I've gotta, yeah, Passporter great. I've got to pull out my old Disney news. I've got a collection of Disney news from first publication to last publication, and I don't remember what was in there. And I've got my old guidebooks. Anyways, I gotta find it because. I thought there was a restaurant or a shop or fast food or something just south of that that Club Cool, but or actually that'd be north of the Club Cool, but I, I don't remember Fountain, exactly. Fount, but according to Passport, there's a Fountain View Bakery there next to Club Cool. Well, there wasn't there wasn't shit when we were there. No kidding. Um, that or, whole, well, you know there was some there was well, some the whole building was closed. closed. Well, right, but I saw some cast members in there. It looked like there might be some kind of food place that was. You know, even either being prepared to be opened or had been opened, but the whole corridor behind it was just like this big empty corridor to walk through, maybe to catch some air conditioning from the, you know, coming in from the heat. But short of that, there really wasn't anything in there. Um, and the, the other show that was missing. Now, granted, it would not work anymore, and I, I don't remember. 
it seems to me it was right behind Spaceship Earth. You could go in and watch what was a uh, projection of this computer guy or something that talked to you about the computers that I think ran all of Epcot or, um, or Future hmm. World. And it was done with the technology that they kind of do the, the ghosts with pirates. You know, there's there's obviously a mirror or some kind of projection onto a glass or something. And, you know, there were songs and all that. I'm sure if I found my old Epcot album, they'd have the songs. But I didn't prepare enough, I guess, for this podcast to go get that shit. So... Anyways, that's gone. I, I think that's where what they now call Global Neighborhood, which I don't know what the hell that was. But anyways, in this area, I, I thought some of the, the stuff looked like it needed a lot of maintenance. And the interventions where you walk in and out through the doors, you know, the concrete looked wore out. The, it just didn't look yeah. good. The electric umbrella, okay, fast food. It, it looked clean enough. It looked okay. But it did the, look used. Uh, it looked It looked used up. Worn. You know, I thought it, 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 it looked uh, worn. Carpet was okay. there, threadbare, you know, um, paint you know, rubbing I'm off here and there. Here's the thing you don't know. We, okay, we were in there in August. Maybe September it went down for rehab. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, you can't keep it perfect every day. Correct. Correct. When I was there, when I was there at spring break, it was a freaking zoo. I had to go scope out a table and sit my kid down. I will go get the food. I'll be back. I mean, it was a zoo. That's the only kind of hamburger hot dog joint. Sit down inside, out of the, the weather that they really have there. So everybody's crammed in it, and the land was closed when I was there in spring break. So everybody's in there. I mean, the, the abuse and the wear of that many people in and out is going to be kind of harsh. So I'll give them a break on that. Figuring. A rehab may have been around the corner. Maybe it wasn't, but, you know, I'll give him a break on that. Now, the, um, excuse me, the the plush store across the way, um, I'm not even sure what it's called. I don't remember it, the name of it either, but it was that yeah, whole like, section. Like Mouse Gears or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like that you, know? you know, it seemed clean enough. Again, another just a Mickey plush shop. I mean, if anybody's got a complaint about... Uh, Epcot. I think I remember when it first opened. They said you're not going to see uh, Mickey Mouse characters. Yeah, the, the characters aren't going to be there. Yet they were there opening day in their little kind of space shoot, space suits and stuff. But that wasn't a place you were really going to see a lot of characters. This wasn't Disneyland. It wasn't Disney World. It, or I mean, uh, Magic Kingdom. But yet over the years, it's just become another way to market the Disney characters and the different outfits for the different countries. Um, they all get on so a anyways, bus and so, drive around showcase. Yeah, yeah, double. <laughs> the, the double decker buses. You know, we're <laughs> we're coming into this is a funny little story. Into the huge, I think world's largest parking structure at Disneyland, and on the f- first level, I mean, you can drive a semi through this parking structure on the first floor, and then they drive them out to a to an open parking lot. They don't make them go up in it. But you know, this this give you the size or the scope of the size of this place if you haven't been out to California. It's huge. So they have these double-decker buses, kind of cheesy, cheapo-looking ones. They don't look real nice like uh, uh, the ones on Main Street or anything. And my son goes, oh, look, a double-decker bus. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the, thanks for the appreciation. Laugh. Courtesy but chuckle, I thought it was yeah. pretty funny. Courtesy <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> so let's get out of it. Let's start with um, 
Let's go to the east side. We'll see. Yeah, let's go to the east side where Universe of Energies, Wonders of Life, Mission Space, and Test Track are. Um, I thought the area around Universe of Energy seemed fine. It didn't seem like it Everything really Everything looked fine to me. Yeah, the, the thing I thought was odd about Universe of Energy now, that though the Ellen show was okay, and though, you know, like some others, I kind of thought, oh, I like the original show, but I can deal with the Ellen show. I mean, it was all right. But, you know, they really used to um, kind of push the whole thing about how much Con energy they're producing off of the uh, solar panels. Maybe the uh -huh. solar panels aren't there or don't work anymore. Who knows? They used to tell you about the guide uh, the, the guide wire. wire that's below the concrete that the, the vehicles are moving on and all the technology in the building. Didn't hear shit about technology <laughs> in that building. Um, and now i got to say, those ride vehicles I thought looked a little beat up. They could use a rehab. I thought overall the show was still good, uh, but I thought those ride vehicles could use a rehab. Uh, some, you know, some of the panels looked a little beat up. Overall, I think I think it was okay. Now, Wonders of Life, I almost walked by forgetting it was there. What what moron decided to tuck it away like that or not make a grander walkway up to it because it's almost hidden the way they well, have it stuffed back in there? The bushes have grown up, I think, is more of the issue than. I, I could be. Yeah. I could be. You know, I you know, kind of in that in that way of thinking. It got to a point where you couldn't almost see the castles down Main Street, especially at Disneyland where the castle is not oh, as large yeah. as Walt Disney World's. And since they've trimmed the the trees back, it almost looks naked and empty like it did in 1955. And Disney World, I mean, the Magic Kingdom looked really sparse without a full, say, full head of hair there in the, in the hub. It was kind of odd to see it that way. But Wonders of Life... Seemed okay. I, to be honest with you, I was a little bored with that pavilion. I did like uh, Body Wars. You didn't I go to Cranium Command. Cranium. Totally forgot about Cranium. When I first came out, and I heard all about it, oh, i got to see this. And then I, I forgot about it. And we looked around, and it's was like, this looks like a place to let your you know, toddlers run free. Run free and yeah. just, I'll tell you, Cranium Command. And in fact, that's a lot what was going on. A lot of toddlers just running around. I'm like, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> I felt like that meandering mouse guy the other day. I was listening to one of his his pods, and he's uh, in line for Peter Pan, I think, and there's a screaming kid. He's like, the <laughs> most annoying sound yeah. on the planet. And, and, you know, <laughs> so you almost want to run and scream. Well, the um, <laughs> Cranium Command, though, that's needing some updating. I mean, the, the celebrities are using are dated, to say the least. You know, you've got Kevin Nealon and, uh, uh, is it Dana Carvey doing their Hans and Franz bit from Saturday Night Live? You got, uh, -huh. uh you got Norm from Cheers, you know, George Went. He's in there. The only, yeah. uh, the only, uh, guy that I remember who still has some power or lasting, uh, celebrityness would be George, uh, Charles Grodin playing one of the brains. I think he's playing, yeah, but uh, even Charles Grogan isn't as, well known to the younger set as maybe our generation. And no, Charles Grogan is one that you really have to appreciate his his sense of humor, very dry. My favorite uh, movie he was in was Midnight Run with <laughs> with uh, uh, Robert De Niro. Hilarious movie. You you yeah when he was the like the uh, what was he, he was like the, a CPA for the mob a, or something? Yeah, accountant. He's embezzling money and you know, all. <laughs> They're after him. Well, I actually like the one with Belushi, 
where Belushi finds his day timer and he can't operate without his day timer. Oh, yeah, timer. taking Belushi care of business. Like takes over his life. That was a Disney uh, movie. But he was in some good movies with Goldie Hawn and... Uh, uh, Goldie Hawn and... Um, uh, God, who was Goldie Hawn in with all those movies? Chevy was, Chase? Uh, Chevy no. Chase. Uh, Goldie Hawn and Charles Grogan. And, and he was also in The Muppet Caper. Yeah, this goes back a little further, but... I, I, Either way, Creative, creative Command was need, is needing some updates. I'm not a Muppet fan, so... <laughs> It's wow. a, so you know, Mission Space we've already talked about. I think that area looked looked fine. But well, you know, again, brand what new. kind of took me off guard. Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. What caught me a little bit off, you know, having worked at Disneyland for many years, uh, people don't walk in the grass. There's little fences, and if people are in the grass area, please get the hell off the grass. Can yeah. you see the fence you just walked over? Here there are none. People are lounging, they're sleeping, they're napping on, on these big expanses of it's, yeah, grass raised, they have. Raised planters of grass. Yeah, and, and no one seems to give a shit. And I, maybe that's accepted in Epcot, unlike the Magic Kingdom at Disneyland. It just caught me as odd, and I almost wondered, you know, don't the employees give a shit anymore? Maybe they're not supposed to give a shit. I don't know. So, anyways, on the test track, again, that area looked fine. Uh, again, I miss World of Motion, but I understand why, uh, you know, uh, GM wanted to see something a little more um, exciting. You know, again, we, we have to, I think, move with the time sometimes and realize that those kind of rides don't necessarily always put the butts in the seats. So I think that was a great attraction, a lot of AA figures. Of sure. I like that. Uh, they had a ride system. I think that was the first ride system I saw that really impressed me as far as handicap access. My my buddy and I are standing in line, you know, like, uh, or I guess it was my wife and I, in 1986, going, that... The ride's never stopping. How, how are they getting the wheelchairs on? Because, you know, you ride the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Sure, it slows down. To please, the... You know, it stops. And please remain in your seat. The ghost of, you know, blah, blah, blah will get started in a minute. And, you know, they're unloading, you know, uh, handicapped people out of the wheelchairs in and out. And that's fine. They, you know, I was going to make a comment about gimps or something, but that's not their fault. They're handicapped. <laughs> and they have to, you know, they're, they're trying to get them on a vehicle somehow. I've been trying to think of a way we could we can make an... Uh, Omnimobile that would accept a wheelchair, you know, like to say one every ten cars is a wheelchair car and make that work. I, I'm still thinking about that. I'll figure it out for you, Imagineers. I know you have that's good. That. I'm sure they're. Um, I'm sure they'll sleep I'm easy sure they're tonight. just waiting for me to knock on the <laughs> door right. and tell them this. But, but the uh, in the world of motion, I mean, the they, the cars would keep going. The, this little back door would flop open. They'd roll the wheelchair right on it, lock it in place. The door would come up. I, I thought it was very cool, and I, I enjoyed the attraction very much. And I'll have to be looking over at extinctattractions.com, which they now also have a podcast, because they, they're starting to get a really good collection of extinct rides on video that they're putting together. So that's, that's a good website to check out also. So, But I like Test Track. I, I wish it was a little longer. I think when they get you out in the open track, I'd like to yeah, see, be nice to see it. Uh, turn or two, you know, a uh, full oval or something. You, you, you are just getting up to speed, and they slow you back down. All the little test things, okay, they're fun. It's showy. But, man, just I would like to see it just opened up a little more. But I, I did enjoy it, though. I think the, the line is brutal. Not a lot to look at. There are some little fine touches. If you really look around, there's there's some things that you might recognize from uh, 
other attractions, or little hints of uh, of other attractions or uh, Imagineers and things in there. But I didn't find that single rider or fast pass was a whole lot faster than uh, standing in line. I mean, there was a time when I saw single riders didn't move very fast at all, and even fast pass took a long time. And, and it was, doesn't help uh, that people ignore. You know, I, there was a people in front of me in line that, you know, that's three people, right? Three people per row, and this these two, uh, I, I look like a woman and her daughter didn't want to get in with a stranger in the third seat, so they just didn't get in on their car, and a guy got to ride in the front by himself because these two people steps. didn't want to, and you know, no cast member to show them on hey. Yeah. You know, the cast members have to be a little more assertive and, and get those butts in the seat, you know. But hey, that's a hard thing. I mean, I, I kind of feel for cast members like that. I mean, uh, people can be downright rude, mean, and, yeah. you know, these attraction cast members are not paid a lot of money, and then they should have to put up with some of this bullshit. Uh, we all like to ride by ourselves, but it's just the fact of life that you can't do that. I rode, I was in the park by myself the other day, went to DCA, and thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to ride on uh, Monsters, Inc. Yes, Hello? and? I'm here. Oh, I, I don't know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A bleep came up in my headset, and I, I thought something could happen. Look at your Anyways, screen, then. Um, I, I, sorry. I, I was okay. I was looking at my inner mind and thinking about what happened. But anyways, I, I'm going okay. on Monsters, Inc., and they, you know, we're getting close to the front, and the guy's yelling, you know, the cast members say, a single rider. So there's, you know, I raised my hand, some guy, a few people up. And so they put us over there, and so here comes the next car, and he gets in, and I'm following in there. I'm thinking single riders are trying to load this sucker up. We should be sitting together. And he kind of looked at me funny. didn't really want to scoot over, and I just kind of, like, forced myself in, you know, move on over. <laughs> and I think he thought he was just going to ride by himself. But, I, you know, knowing what they're trying to do, they're trying to maximize the seats. He didn't want to put a single ride. I mean, he could have just done what he was doing, loading up parties of three uh, and stuff like that. It's like he meant to fill the seats up. So, you know, I'm one that likes to see butts in the seat, so I put my big ass in the seat. So, anyways, uh, moving on around the uh, <laughs> future world. Yeah, we need to. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, re- yeah, this is where to get try your, stay on track. This is where it gets really tragic, though. Well, I you know, I want to stop on Odyssey. I don't remember Odyssey being Odyssey when I was there years and years ago, and maybe someone can email us and tell us about that. But it looks now like it's more like a Convention. corporate event thing or a center. I thought it was an open, like, uh, restaurant, uh, not fast. Well, I guess you could say kind of like a fast food restaurant or some kind of sit-down inside, uh, or I'd say outside of the elements and away from the elements. And now it seems to be more... You know, like a corporate thing. So I uh, don't really know. I don't remember again. I had to pull out some of my old stuff. So let's go on over. Let's just start, you know, with Living Seas. Pretend like we didn't uh, actually loop around, but come back to the and work our way around. I can't make any uh, comments. Living Seas was closed last time I was there. there in August. That's right. Uh, though I think Coral Reef had stayed open, uh, but it didn't seem to make much sense if they were working on the on the attraction, but we did go in Living Seas, and I have to say I was a little disappointed with the Pixarization of this attraction. Again, I don't mind Pixar rides. I like the films, but it's about where they place them. I understand this has water. 
fish live in the water, <laughs> and this might be kind of a thing you might match up, you know, uh, with a shark with. or a clownfish or. <laughs> I think Nemo needs to get the hell out of living seas. It doesn't go that. Yeah. I almost dropped the bomb again. It doesn't go with this attraction. I, I So we go in. I'm telling my son what this is going to be like. Of course, I've been there 19 years ago. But went in. You know, <laughs> they have a little a pre-show. And you can go on the hydrolators, I think they call them. And actually, now they give you a bypass to that. I'm, I don't remember having a bypass to the, the hydrolators. And that effect could be improved upon. I, I think 20 years ago it was, I mean, you knew you're being, you know, taken for a ride, if you will. But, you know, 20 <laughs> years ago, that was that was technology. Uh, yeah, today, you're still getting the same bullshit technology and, you know, it's 25 years old, could be improved yeah. upon. So, next thing you know, we're, we're down, you know, we've gone down fathoms or whatever you're supposed to be going down and we're in there. And I thought, now this one looked... A little worn out. I, I was I was disappointed with Living Season, and I had to find a cast member. I'm like, what what happened to the the ride vehicle? There used to be a you know like a ride vehicle that you went around the tanks, or it kind of felt you were in the water. I think you were like in a tube, but you know you were behind the glass, but you you kind of rode around it. I think first, and then you got off and you were put down in the show area. And she goes, um, you really dating yourself she goes i've worked here a while and it's been gone for a while i never actually have worked here when that's that was there and i'm like oh my god i was like i thought that was that was pretty cool but you know there's little pixar sharks to take your picture with and you know all this stuff and it used to be about you know underwater sea technology and i thought the plexiglass looked a little not dirty scratched but it wasn't no scratched not even up. scratched I don't care to say aged, where you don't, it's not as clear as it used to be. Now, again, maybe I'm, you know, trying to look through those rosy glasses of 20 years ago. Maybe it was the same. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I've seen a really good aquarium since, like the Monterey Bay Aquarium <laughs> and the one in Long Beach, and we've grown up near SeaWorld. Maybe I'm missing something, or maybe that plexiglass needed to be changed or whatever material they're using. And it went, it recently I understand went under an extensive rehab. So maybe that has been improved upon, but I was a little disappointed. It wasn't, again, it wasn't future world. It wasn't technology. It was another yeah, it was, Pixar they, they, animation. It's like, it just, it's like they're losing their focus there. Definitely. Well, we, we, they should stop calling it a future world. If it's not going to be about, you know, future yeah, technology stuff it's, coming up. It's like yesterday land in the Magic Kingdom. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's no longer Tomorrowland. Um, that's, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. You know, write that, one, write that so, one down. Yeah, what happened to Tomorrowland? Uh, now, in this area, I, I think the walkways and everything, they seem fine. Uh, you know, the vegetation, everything seemed to be fairly well maintained over here. I think my biggest problem is actually with innovations east and west that, you know. Yeah, those look buildings look, look pretty pretty sharp, uh, shabby. I, I, it looked really bad. Now, when I was there at spring break, the land pavilion was closed. It was under rehab because they were adding soaring, what they call soaring, what we call out here soaring over California, the same attraction. Which and music you might recognize? Well, yeah, I might recognize that as our <laughs> intro music. Uh, I was 
you know, I know the attraction is no different. We actually never got on this stupid attraction in August. The line was 90 minutes or more every time. Yeah. Fast Pass was, I'm going to call it sold, sold out. out. They don't really sell them, but, but they, were, they were out of Fast Passes every time we went by. So I, I just want to see the queue. I'm, I want, I'm the one I want to see how the story is. Now that they changed, I understand that this one is supposed to be like going like an through airport. Like an airport. airports. In fact, I was reading a review somewhere today about the food court now in the land is designed to feel like airport food courts. And I hadn't really, to, to be honest with you, that when we were there, I didn't get that. That's so just that, retarded. Uh, that must not have been done very well because I didn't get it. I don't like that um, idea. Well, did you 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 went into the land pavilion? Did you think it looked like an airport? No, we did not go. In, we did not go into the land pavilion never, for this for the specific you never reason. Got in there? No, I wanted to avoid the crush of humanity, you know, that was going to Soren. I mean, well, I've you know Soren, seen it, you know. Yes, I was interested in seeing the queue, but I wasn't going to deal with. There wasn't and, that much crush of humanity. That's actually a huge pavilion. Uh, I love the open space inside, but. I, man, I had I had some problems with some of the, the things in here. They, they actually do have a pretty cool attraction. It's been there since opening of the lamp, where you know you ride the little boat and you see how they grow the food and the hydroponics and all that. And I thought that was really cool. And they actually use the vegetables that they grow there in the garden the grill. Garden grill, yes. Which, which we no. ate at. Which. I lo- I loved. It. I thought it was very cool. That was, you know, we'd pre-planned all of our meals, well, you made to. reservations. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, we could just do a whole podcast. Yes. Yeah. Why <laughs> the good, the good and bads, and how to do that. But um, we didn't plan, but we got we checked the day before, got in here. It wasn't that crazy because it was another character meal. But you know, they didn't bug us a whole lot. But it was a whole cool atmosphere. The the it was served the family style, lots of food. And I, we enjoyed it a lot. It's actually one of our better meals, I think. And it was just, it was fun. So forget that part. I actually missed that stupid show. That used the veggie, to have veggie, fruit, fruit, food rocks. <laughs> yeah. It was so, you know, that's one of those shows that's so simple and almost dumb that you I enjoy it a, because it that, is like that. I got that on videotape, what? I think, food rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I taped it. For, I taped it for my yeah. first trip to Epcot. Yeah. Uh, but isn't that that's one of those attractions that you appreciate for the simpleness, sure, and and cutesiness of it? And I sure. actually was a little disappointed to hear that it has gone the way of the uh, well, a lot of other good attractions. But anyway, soaring is a great attraction, great technology, uh, just a very cool attraction. So I can't say anything bad about that. So I thought the Lamp Pavilion looks very clean and nice. I did not like the Circle of Life show. I, I, I felt, you know, again, here we, now this time we threw an actual Disney uh, feature animation into it with stuff from, uh, God, I can't believe I'm going brain dead on this stuff tonight. What's that? The, <laughs> not Simba not, the White Lion. Um, what? The Lion King? Simba? Musafa? Thank what? you. What a freaking simple title that I can't even remember tonight. Gosh. God bless America. I'm like brain freeze. Uh, anyway, okay, so there we go. No, Pepsi's not helping at all. The Lion King, you know, they used some of the characters from that. And I felt like I was in a politically correct 
show telling me how man is raping the environment and oh, all that gosh. stuff. Oh, gosh. You can have all day of I, that at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> oh. I just, you know what, I understand what they're trying to do. I just thought it was a bit over the top. Um, you know, I'm all for certain balance of conservation and all that. But uh, anyways, it was a little, to me, in my face, and I, I didn't care for it. So that was definitely a non-repeat for us. Okay, so we're back out in front of the land, and we're going to head south and go over to Journey into Imagination. Uh, Dave just screwed this place all to hell. <laughs> Can we say I mean, they fucked it over? Oh, man. Oh, uh, gosh. I, I, okay, the water fountain. Let's see. What did I see? Somebody described that as a waterfall, but it's falling upwards oh, instead of down. Yeah. So that, that water fountain is very cool. The building, I think, I've always loved this building. I think from the exterior, is a very cool building. We did not go see Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. We have eh, that at Disneyland. Who cares? Though, I, you know, I'm the one that likes to ride... Every attraction, no matter what it is, if it's Dumbo, if it's the carousel, I've just went to Disney World, I want to ride everything. Didn't work out this time. Too many people, everybody wanted to do different things. But anyways, that was one I, I passed. Never saw Captain EO at Disney World. Could have cared less. Seen it yeah. way too many times at Disneyland. At Disneyland. <laughs> um, oh, we're going in. <laughs> that's really true these days, though, isn't it? That's really something that really comes to life. Uh, and now it was at Tito, where one of them is now ratting him out. So, oh gosh. Uh, okay, but with Disney, uh, sign it on with perverts. We've had uh, Pee Wee Herman uh, build it, and they will come. And uh, we got Bill Jackson. We're going in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Find, find some other stable people to associate yourself Jeez. with. But, um, um, well, the, you know, the, as much as – go ahead. I was going to say the, the, the Journey to Imagination riot, I guess, is this is on its third iteration, and they've just screwed that show, that, that attraction. Third, that. really? I guess I, well, I only saw – Well, you know, if, uh, if you go out there and read stuff about Yesterland or other things, I, maybe it was, might have even been on that Imagineer Rebirth – uh, blog, because they're talking about you know there was version two and this is version three, and you know version one was awesome, version two, you know, tolerable, and version three just horrible. I mean, we went through one we section know. where the audio was completely out on it. Um, the whole concept of, you know, I, don't know, I just can't. I think they've lost the whole imagination concept. You know, they, they've it. taken all the. Um, the Disney scientists from their, their movies and made it the Institute. Now I see where we got the Institute at Disneyland. Yeah, imagination. You know, I'm, I'm sure it came from, from this thing. Uh, you know, they kept Figment, but they got rid of Dreamcatcher. Catcher, dream, yeah. Dream, dream, yeah, Dreamcatcher. You know, again, as, as much as that, the first ride, I thought, had some of its hokiness, but it, it had the Disney cuteness to it, I guess, and, and blended... I, th I thought it blended real well. In fact, I think I liked Dreamcatcher better than I liked Figment, though we came home with a Figment, a Figment stuff uh, plush that we still have to this day. It sat with me much better than this one. I mean, I would have rather seen them tear this thing down and make something totally different than fuck it over and screw it up. I mean, it's just... this is, and, and the whole uh, post-show, again, it's... It, what a waste. I thought the post show was. Just oh, is that where you play with all the stuff? You don't, and you don't even get a chance to play with anything. 
No, it, it just it wasn't the old one when you got off. Was it? Didn't you? Couldn't you go upstairs? I thought it was something. Oh, there was something geez, that I don't remember. You go through those tunnels and stuff. Yeah, it's been so long. I I remember I though they took your picture at the end of the ride. I don't remember that. And they showed it to oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I remember that. That was. I don't think you could buy it. Those days they didn't sell that kind of stuff. They just, you know, they showed it to you and you kind of looked up there and giggled. Correct. And yeah. And moved I, on. I might even have some video of that attraction laying around too. Okay. I'll have to look. I, I, when I went in 1986, um, uh, nobody I knew. I knew one person with a video camera. His dad had one. He wouldn't loan it to me. We didn't have one. Uh, I mean, they were so big and huge in those days. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. But I didn't have one, and so, you know, oh well. Yeah, well. All right. So, we, so we, again, that one sucks. No, I think, that, you know, again, around the building, I, I think if you were to just to have walked in Epcot, you've just walked around Future World to take in the ambience of the place, everything except innovations east and west, I think most people would have said, you know, look pretty good. Though there were areas that, I mean, looked, again, like they needed rehab. And if you can appreciate a park that's 25 years old, I started working at the Magic Kingdom at Disneyland probably closer to its 30th year, maybe not quite its 30th year. I'm trying to remember those dates. but Mickey's 60th. Went... It was 88. Yes, it was. It was. 88. We started in 88. So you can... So you can do the math while I'm telling the story. Okay. I went to the first 25-hour party Disney ever had in the theme park, and it was actually pretty cool. It was for Disney's Disneyland's 25th anniversary. It started at 12 o'clock, you know, one night, went to 1 o'clock the next night, continuous. Uh, it's the only time you'll see someone sleeping and snoring through Abraham Lincoln with their feet over the uh, chairs and <laughs> people washing their hair and brushing their teeth in the bathrooms. I, I, it, uh, as far as the Disney parks went and the, the operation of it, nightmare, I think. For the, the guests like me, I thought it was pretty darn cool. But I know what the condition of the park looked like. When I got there you know, in 88 and I started working, I remember people were bitching and moaning about, look at Eisner, he's cut all these budgets. I'm like, this is not, you know, at that time Eisner had been with the, the company, what, four or five years. Yeah. You know, it wasn't four or five years of uh, budget cuts. This was, you know, 66 and on from when Walt died and, you know, that constant monitoring of what he could do with the park or would do with the park or spend money at the park. You know, the, the whole atmosphere, I think, had changed and in, in, in the attitude, though some will tell you that changed with Eisner. I think you were probably starting to see it at least five to ten years before Eisner. You, you go out there, and if you've ever seen the park after dark or been lucky enough to work there and be able to walk the park like I did, when sometimes you can probably count how many people were in the park with you on one hand, maybe two, you can appreciate what the park goes through every day. I mean, pressure hoses on the concrete every night. Uh, you know, it's if anybody knows what um, how strip mining used to work and why they outlawed it using. Um, hydraulics, I mean, you can just cut a mountain down with, with the water, and you do this every day to concrete, uh, you know, your screeds, the, the, the sides of buildings at, at the base can really start showing the wear. Sure. The bricks wear down, 
and then you take into the weather that they have to deal with in Florida. I mean, you it's it's a lot of maintenance to keep a park pristine. So I I don't know that I totally say the park has fallen apart like some have said. I don't know if people sometimes realize the magnitude of what it would take to keep it perfectly pristine. I mean, I saw it, what, four to five years after it opened, and it, uh, you know, I did have to think that it looked, you know, like I said, at the, at the edges of the building, the screeds, the uh, the concrete, sometimes, like I say, look war, the flat work look war. I mean, it's getting hosed down. It's getting maintained. Yes, but it's, I mean, wanna... it's, it's ultimately repairable. A. Well, you know, it's, and, I, I'm not saying and, it's not repairable, but I think you have to realize that the, the park is 25 years old. Things happen in 25 years. Um, it it just can't look like it did when it first opened. I, I just think that's unrealistic. Well, okay. Yes, I don't think anyone has that expectation. It looks like it's fresh open, but also shouldn't look like it's 25 years old. It should. It should look well. You know, you know that's interesting. I mean, does Disney look 50 years old? Disneyland. What do you think? Uh, if I look, if I scratch under the surface of some stuff and look in corners and look uh, at stuff that hasn't been touched, you know, because they just, you know, they just do the bare minimum when they build new stuff or move stuff around. Yeah, you can find evidence of something that's that's kind of old. But I remember walking through Epcot, through that big old fountain, and looking to my right and seeing. Uh, you know, that Intervention West and that other building that was closed where the Coke place is. And I'm looking at the top, the roof, the roof line, and going, it's sagging. It's sagging, and that pink color isn't doing them any good either. You know, I, I, I didn't I, notice. I didn't notice that. But, you know, uh, you know, maybe I'm remembering different. Like I say, I'd have to pull out my old, my old uh, uh, paperwork and, and books. It seems to me that with... Um, uh, not with the interventions, but what was it, Communicore, that things were more transparent, that you could see in and out of Communicore and out into that uh, center area where the fountain is, where now it, everything's dark, it's tinted, you can't see in and out. I, I seem to have this idea that you could see Epcot in motion, if you will, uh, everything yeah. that was going on from inside. And from outside, you could see what was going on inside. Maybe this is a you know a, a, a vision that isn't really in reality is what my mind's made it over the years, uh, but that's what seemed weird to me. Uh, is I actually thought Interventions was closed down, wasn't open anymore. I had to walk over and the doors popped open on me to realize there was something going on in there because hey. I also didn't see a lot of people going in and out of those doors. Which, uh, which means there's nobody in there. Over to take a look. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there wasn't very many people in there. I, I thought it was kind of odd. And then again, there was nothing interventions about it. It it, it kind of sucked actually. So, you know, I, I think it can look 25 years old, but not feel 25 years old. If you know what I mean, we, yeah. we can understand it's 25 years old, and certain things wear, but it's you know the paint is fresh. Uh, you know the the rails aren't falling apart. Exactly. And, and, and it have a mixture of both. Because um, see, 82, it opened October 1st, 82, so we're just, see, what, next year will be 25 years, is that right? Yeah. I'm doing the math right? Yeah. So I, I guess the bigger question is, before we get to World uh, Showcase, yeah. we'll just float this, 
will, uh, you know where I'm going? Will Epcot celebrate its 25th year in a similar man, similar way that both the Magic Kingdoms did, with, with some kind of recognition that this park, you know, originally Walt's idea is a a living community uh, turned into, you know, a money-making enterprise amusement park has made it for 25 years and it's still going strong. I mean, DCA went by its fifth year with, uh, without almost anybody noticing. Sure. Yeah, no, Epcot. Disneyland, from what um, all the rumors were saying that Cynthia Harris wasn't going to do shit, it actually canceled a lot of the planned rehabs and, and celebrations, though I don't know if she really could have stopped a corporate-wide celebration. I, I think sure. the company benefited the company has benefited greatly from this Disneyland. 50th celebration. Though so I think Walt Disney World has gained the most from it by Written on the, the coattails. most attractions. But Disneyland has never, well, I can't say never looked better. Not for a long time, though. It, it is That's really look, looking yeah, good. Looks Matt, good. Matt Weeman has made a big commitment to having the park cleaned up. Though, you know, this I know it's a little off subject. I was standing on Main Street looking at the facade of the Emporium. And remembering, again, I'm in architecture and I know construction. I thought the facade of the Emporium looked a little cheesy in some areas. Uh, they have went to using things, some foam trim. Uh, it just, i got to find pictures of the old one. I, I think they've used some different materials, and the average person probably wouldn't notice it. Uh, but to wow. me, it looked less authentic the type of architecture is supposed to represent it still pretty much did, but some of the materials looked less authentic. But let's not digress over there. Well, I'll, I was, uh, was going to say we need to we need to save World Showcase for a second time because uh, why? How long have we been ranting here? Well, we're at sixty-five minutes. Wow, that's pretty good. Actually, I I think I can get World Showcase in about five minutes because I think. Personally, World Showcase looked exceptionally well. In fact, it almost looked like an entire different park in my mind. Uh, I thought everything, you know, there's some attractions that need some updating. The um, uh, El Rio de Tiempo. I think <laughs> yeah, the River of Time. Yeah, I it, like River of Time. You know, my kids thought it was a bit hokey. They thought it was they were riding on something like Small World. Um I mean, they're using that technology from if you had wings and and some of that kind of stuff. I, you know what? I still kind of enjoy it. It's kind of hokey, but I enjoy it. What I really like, and I've never eaten in the restaurant, uh, uh, was it uh, San Angel Inn? Yeah. I've never eaten in there, but I love the ambience. To me, yeah. that you know, that's the the East Coast Blue Bayou for the ambience of my the first restaurant trip to Epcot. And the ride going by. We ate there. We ate there my first trip to Epcot. We and liked it. I liked it. Yeah, food was good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think every. Go ahead. They don't. I say that they don't quite do you know Mexican food like they do in SoCal, but you know, they do all right. Well, yeah, I was gonna say when it first. Yeah, you're right because when we went in '82, the um, we were looking for Mexican food and it just wasn't nowhere to be found. There was uh, a place in the Magic Kingdom. I don't remember how it's pronounced, but it means uh, pirate and parrot. 
Yeah, the Pirata El Perico or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> and, it, you know, it was a sort of Mexican food. And the only thing I can think is you got such a huge Cuban influence um, in this end of the, that end of the country that you probably get more uh, of that type of food than uh, what we think of as Mexican food in Southern California, which is probably not really truly Mexican, but American-Mexican, the way we've hybrid it together. But regardless, I think all of the pavilions, China had had a little rehab being done to it, I'm thinking, I don't know, is that August or the spring break trip? I mean, some of them are blended together. But I think all the attractions look pretty good. The pavilions look pretty good. I, I didn't really have any uh, major issues with uh, World Showcase. I, I, I enjoyed did, World Showcase. Neither did I. But, you know, you know, the, your first look at Epcot is a little bit of shoddiness, you know, and you're like, well, yeah, yeah. Unless you come through the international gateway, which I think was a great addition to be able to come in that way from the resorts. Uh, though, you know, I gotta admit, I never really looked at the detail of how that worked. Dipshit me, just thought, oh shoot, those little boats are gonna come right on into the, you know, the lagoon. Uh, <laughs> never, duh. Never thought about. It. They gotta stop outside so they can take your ticket. Dipshit. Yeah. So, but I, I enjoyed. The only thing that disappoints me about World Showcase. Uh, again, having you know subscription to Disney News since it began, almost them telling you about all these pavilions they're going to have, many announcements over the years about adding pavilions, and other than Norway, they haven't added one. And, well, Mexico and too, Morocco. Right? No, 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 Mexico. No, Mexico's original. original. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Mexico, China, Germany, Italy, American Adventure, Japan. France, United Kingdom, Canada, original pavilions. Yeah, so Morocco, so, I'm sorry, I have my M's mixed up. Morocco, yeah, Norway. They added, right, I think Norway is the newest. Um, and though I was re- I was really looking forward to that, that flume ride and heard all about this backward drop. Novel oh, it's pretty tame. At best. Pretty tame, yeah. Yeah, novel at best. But, you know, uh, again, compared to most of the uh, World Showcase pavilions, not really having an attraction per se. I, nothing to discount the Circle Vision movies. I like Circle I, It's one of my favorite film formats. Uh, I, I like it. So it, it, the ability to just get on one, and their little uh, bakery was good, and their, you know, their shop was interesting. All I right. could have done without the little movie when you got off the ride, but you know. Hey, you know, don't worry about going a little long. I, I listened to Extinct Attractions today, and they had one that was an hour and a half, and I okay. sat through. Okay, but all, you know... So, this We're isn't. Almost done. Uh, okay. How long do you have to rant about World Showcase? We're, well, we're pretty a, much in agreement, except exactly. where's the other pavilions I've been waiting for? So it's dull. We're lulling them to sleep. No, no, Africa. What kind of a freaking thought was that? <laughs> the, the outpost. No. <laughs> <laughs> the outpost. Isn't, isn't that lame? <laughs> You're zipping from Germany to China. What the hell is this? Well, you yeah. know, they need something in there because that is a long, long haul space, yeah. between China and Germany without <laughs> something going on. Just like between Mexico and China, I mean, it, they really needed Norway in there. Again, that's another long haul. Uh, Morocco, hey, you know, stop in for some monkey brain. I, I don't know. It's um, <laughs> uh, I was telling my kids, hey, you know, remember Indiana Jones 2 when they're eating the monkey brains? Like, no way. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go over there. So we, we buy nothing – and Marrakesh restaurant looked, you know, palatable to me, but I'm sure a lot of people do like the Moroccan food. And I actually like the Moroccan pavilion. I think architecturally it's one of the more interesting ones because it's not architecture that we would bump into 
in our country. I mean, you'll see a little bit of that Italian stuff, and you, you've seen all the movies, and it's been in there a lot. I mean, Germany, no surprise there. China, you know, we've got Chinatown around here, no big surprise. Norway, a little different. I did like the theming there. I, I thought that was good. Of course, Mexico, we've seen that kind of stuff. We've seen the pyramids. France, no big surprise there. Japan, you know, we got little Japan and all that stuff here. You know, United Kingdom and Canada again, but Morocco, had, to me, had a very realistic feel. They could have thrown dirt on the ground made it even more realistic, <laughs> but I liked it. It's hard to, I liked it a lot. But It's hard to clean dirt <laughs> with the pressure hose. <laughs> it sure is. But, you know, where's where's the new pavilions? Give me a freaking new pavilion. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your I, breath. I mean, I mean I mean, I think they'd talk about Switzerland at one time. They'd talk about Russia. Could you imagine oh, St. Peter's? the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn. You know, that was, you know, that was Matterhorn in Switzerland. for a long time, that Switzerland and the Matterhorn attraction. Because, you know, there have been those who have always said that Disney will never build another Matterhorn. That's a unique Disneyland attraction. They'll never do it again. Bullshit. You know, built the Expedition sells, Everest. You know? <laughs> well, that's not the Matterhorn, no. I mean, no, uh, but, you know, it's Matterhorn... Generation Matter five or ish. six, yeah, yeah. But you know, they well, one thing I heard floating for a while is that they they did the Matterhorn with Switzerland at World Showcase. It would be done as a flume ride rather than a roller coaster. And I thought that was actually interesting. That 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 could be fun. But I'm not sure how flume and ice on the Matterhorn go together. Maybe a bob's. Well, that's what this yeah, we is. Yeah, we A ski ride. I mean, you almost have to do a bobsled because uh, I don't see how you could. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it could work. But, you know, again, where are they going to stick some of these pavilions? I, definitely they could crush the Afri pseudo-Africa outpost. Uh, you know, outpost. That's not doing anything. But I would heard some talk that they might make a second tier of, uh, of pavilions behind the main pavilions. But that could be a little tough because, you know, basically shell buildings, and they're only theming the front side. Um but we do need we I don't want to get rid of any pavilions. I think all the pavilions should stay at well, stay as is or add things to them. I think okay. they're beautiful pavilions. But you know, we need to add we need to add something new there. What? I agree. You're always trying to cut me off in this. Oh no, you're just, you know flowing I'm along. Giving some advice. Yeah, maybe Lasseter will listen. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, that's yeah, it's possible. It's always possible. Yeah, we could always put Alcatraz out in the middle of the world show. Oh, that's not that is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, what's, what what kind of island country do we have? You know, we, we have the United Kingdom, which is an island country, and we put it on land. Couldn't we have floated it out there a little bit and at least make you walk across the causeway or something? They could have put a little miniature channel in. You know, we <laughs> yeah. can have our own version of the channel. Yeah, but then where would the, where would the, where would the Illuminations globe end up if we put that's something right. out Even there? Even Japan, you know, that's, that's an island island country, and it's sitting there all landlocked. That's a pretty big freaking island. <laughs> that it is. I, you know, I like the Japan Pavilion, but it's all food. I mean, there's some shopping, yeah. but you know, where's, where's the yeah. freaking attractions? I mean, well, it's the show. That's showcase, a, you know, that's a street show. That's a street show. Like Italy, Italy's also a street show. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Be beautiful pavilion. pavilion. I do like that pavilion. I haven't eaten there yet. I, I, Neither I have hear I. Alfredo de Romo is very good, but I, I Neither have I. I've, I've, you know, I've eaten in. Uh, Tippanyaki dining, or whatever they call that one. Uh, not much for the French food. No snails for me. Uh, I can stay in the garden, but 
Actually, I'd like to eat at Le Cellier, or however they say it. The oh, the steak, the steak place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds really good. I got to do that the next time we go there. Uh, you know, I've got to try different restaurants. i got to try to hit all different ones the next time. Though there's some some I may repeat because I, I really do like some of them. Um, oh, you know, they added Turtle Talk with Crush at that Living Seas, too. Or I, or I think that might have been in there. We avoided that shit. I just, oh, that whole Pixar thing just drives me nuts. And You know, Pixar is great. Yeah, I mean, maybe they should just build a new Pixar. Pixar land. <laughs> fifth gate. Maybe a fifth gate Pixar. I don't know. Just, Living Seas does not need Pixar. No. The future world needs to return to the future. Not to the yes. past. You know, this is, you know, I got not the kitty rides. How many times did Walt rebuild Tomorrowland? You had the original Tomorrowland. It was Twice. In, what, 19, Twice. 1980s or something. 1986. In the 60s, and that was supposed to be out to what? Oh. Uh, when well, we did it in the 60s. Yeah. That supposed but they didn't. They did it. They did it in 59, and 67. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the I mean, 67, a, the 67 redo was already underway before he died. Right. No, I understand. I've seen the pictures of him and Dick Nunes and all, you know the local yokels walking around the the park, the hard hats on. They're already under construction. It's it's hard to stay ahead in that unless you've got a commitment like he did to uh, what the future would be. He was fascinated with what the future had in store for us, and present management doesn't seem to be as fascinated with technology and showcasing technology. It's just making a thrill ride and calling it Space Mountain or something. Yeah. Uh, not to devalue Space Mountain. It's, it's, a, it's a fun attraction. I do enjoy it. In fact, there's a great interview with Marty Scalar that was on the um, one of the podcasts. It's actually a Disney-sanctioned podcast off their site, but I found it through iTunes, that explains how Space Mountain finally got built at Walt Disney World, and then, of course, you know we got our version of it. So that, that's pretty interesting. So if you can find that one out there, that's, I don't think it was behind the magic, but it's well, one of those. Speaking of other podcasts... Good segue. This, huh? this is my time. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, like that. This is how we're going to wrap up today. We're going to talk about the Disney Podcast Network and the network of podcasts that reside at www.disneypodcastnet.com. You have the founder, a guy named Jeff from Houston. He has the Meandering Mouse podcast, which is just what it sounds like. A guy walking through a Disney park, giving running commentary to what he's looking at. Um, Don't you find that funny that a lot of these podcasts are by – you'd think they'd be by more local people close yeah, to the parks. Yeah, yeah, this guy's some from Texas. Major, yeah. po- some of these major podcast guys are doing a lot of traveling, yes. and they're doing a great job at it. I, I love the podcast, but you would have think that most of these would be you know, local guys who have no life, that have nothing better to do than go to Disneyland. Sure. Uh, then, there's trapped, then there's Trapped on Vacation, which is an employee who works uh, – he works in Walt Disney World. I haven't quite determined where yet. Um, there's Window to the Magic, um, which that guy Paul Barry, he has lots of Disney fan stuff going on. Um, there's the Park Hopping Podcast, guy named Alan, who's probably the most professional uh, produced sounding, radio sounding podcast of the bunch, I think. Um, there's Beyond Main Street Vidcast. Which is one of Greg's yeah, favorites. That's my, that's, that's uh, my favorite. Uh, Lou and Bob, funny guys. And then, and then there's a new one. Every day, <laughs> there's a new one just came on called Zippa de Dupod by a guy named Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> there's an original name. I haven't listened to them yet. 
or him yet, and then there's us. And that that those are the podcasts that comprise of the that Disney one, that, Podcast that the Network. Yeah. Um, and then there's some out there that aren't part of the podcast network. Not to to you know to sure put that one down, but extinctattractions.com, which also has a podcast, is fascinating. I've been listening to it for the last couple of days at work, and really really interesting. So so check that out. And they put me onto a website today, which was back. Let's see, no, I found I didn't find another one, but it was, um, what was it? Doom buggy. Doom buggy productions. productions. Yeah, and they had you know it linked to a site where the guy, you know, he's kind of like a backyard craftsman showing you how to build Disneyland signs and marquees and trash cans with just normal materials you can buy around your local stores. It's really kind of interesting, fun stuff, and if you like that kind of thing, I think you'll find those websites uh, pretty useful. So Extinct Attraction's got some awesome ride video, uh, and he was making fun that you know people are selling some of his videos all over the place, and you know he's not really making the money anymore. They're probably just duping him and selling them, but it's, it's not so much, I don't think, about making the money as to actually preserve the, preserve the sure. history uh, of the Disney parks. So. Okay. And then you have our contact information if you want to send us emails, please do. Um, info at micecast.com, feedback at micecast.com, Greg or Mike at micecast.com. And, uh, and we are dickless tonight, so there is yes, Richard yes, at Rich. micecast.com. So. Um, and then we need to give our disclaimer. We are... In, no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney Productions, Disneyland, Disney Walt Disney World, any of that. These are our own opinions. Yeah, you, would, you would think what? if we were smart, we would pre-record this and use the same <laughs> one every time. That's right. But it's more fun Instead to do it make, off the cuff. I might yeah, actually write it down and read it. <laughs> On card. You can't do yeah. that because Disney fans don't appreciate or, reading or do it, cards. Or do what they do for commercials with their legal disclaimers. Talk really fast. Yeah. 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 Yeah, But basically, we formulate all these harebrained ideas ourselves. Uh, Again, though we have worked for the man, uh, the mouse, the company, we are no longer affiliated. Uh, I won't want to say we don't care to be affiliated, but we are not endorsed. Been there, Uh, done that, yeah. All that kind of stuff. You know, implied, inferred, uh, all that legal mumble jumbo. We're totally on our own. Exactly. All right. So that pretty that, much covers that. I'm thinking that's going to wrap us up for this edition. Do you have any idea what uh, we're talking about next time? No. Okay, so we we need the weenie, as they say, at the end of the street to draw. That's you right, in. the weenie <laughs> to draw you in. That's yeah, right. Maybe we could talk about the <laughs> the weenie concept. Uh, so, man, it's the missing weenie now. concept would be good. Uh, well, you know, it's. It's missing in a few places. It needs to be, let's say, the weenie needs to move in, in at least one location. I think most people that know what a weenie is know yeah. what we're talking about. That sure. weenie needs to be castrated is what it needs to be done. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we'll come up with something by the time the next time we crack our mics open. Um, wish, you know, we should think about this uh, unless otherwise, and I, I'm postulating live here on our podcast, uh, but we'd like people to tune in again, and we appreciate those who are tuning in now and have tuned in the past and have subscribed to our podcast, uh, as we kind of give them an idea what might be upcoming so they don't have to wait. They, right. they want to be teased. They want to be hooked. Oh, yeah, give them the hook. Well, so if you tell they're out 
want to hook me, hook me. Let's bring yeah, him back for the next that's fucking right. podcast. That's right. Well, <clears throat> maybe next time Besides we'll... Besides our colorful language. That's right. <laughs> our glittering personality and our colorful yeah. language. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm off guard. I don't, I don't have any notes. I know. I got you off guard. We might uh, actually look into that, that, that blog by the Imagineers because a lot of that stuff caught my interest. Yeah, yeah. And, and that might be good to talk about. And sure. who knows, maybe we'll do a little yeah. armchair Imagineering and tell them what we think they need to do. Yeah, good Oops, idea. I, that's, a, that's a term that came from another podcast. Didn't yeah. mean to steal that. That's right. We'll, uh, we'll Imagineer, we'll do some kind of Imagineering, not armchair, maybe backyard. No, that came off another website. Stool. We'll do something good. <laughs> All right. Well, um like I've already tried to say once again, I'll try one more time to say let's wrap it up <laughs> and say goodnight. <laughs> we can't talk forever, dude. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, say goodnight. You know I always have to say goodnight last. So okay. Go ahead Good. Say. Then I'll say goodnight and Greg will say goodnight. Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away